Thank you so much, um, John and Ashley, and just thank you. Just thank you. Would you bow your heads and hearts with me, please? Our Father, our God, again, we just say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for this time and this space. Just, just so thank you. Just thank you. Be with us. Word my mouth. Prepare the hearts. Open the minds, Father, that we would uh, all take in, all of us, starting with me, take in the word that uh, you've provided. I love you and I thank you. It's in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Just kind of one more thing. Uh, Pastor Campbell said uh, uh, as he was reflecting, he said it here, and I'm not sure we all caught it, but he said it again in uh, Redwood City. Uh, gosh. He said, uh, I, it's kind of like Moses when you get to see over, you know, you don't get to the promised land, but you get to see. And where Moses saw, Pastor Campbell said, I now see the next generation of Mount Zion. That's the name of his ministry in Redwood City. He said that when he was here looking at you all. He said, I now see the next generation of Mount Zion. Chances are, it's very likely that he will not live. He's 83. He announced his age. He's 83. He won't see what he saw, and I won't see what you all will see. I'll share more on that down the road, but to have that vision of saying, I see the next generation that's coming on, and it's in good hands. It's in good hands. God, God's got all of this. So we are continuing our uh, systematic look at the fourth to the ninth chapters of the book of Genesis, a series we've entitled Floods and Gates. And today we want to begin at the second verse of the seventh chapter and we only have four verses, so you can do the math, kind of. So, take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. So what do you have here? You have detailed instructions to Noah regarding the animals which were to be taken uh, aboard the ark. A literal and wooden reading of the text reads that Noah was to take 7-7. Seven, seven. Noah was to take 7-7. Seven, seven. Well, what does that precisely mean? Well, we precisely don't know. Okay? So, uh, Depending on who you watch, listen to, or, or read about, it could mean 7 plus 7, or 14. 7 times 7, that'd be 49. 7 pairs, or 7 even 7, that's 6 plus 1, all right? Uh, you can guess about what I'm getting ready to say right now. Uh, you, you could probably repeat it back to me. Don't bury your nose on the backside of the bark of a tree and miss the whole point of the forest. Uh, we can only speculate looking forward what was clean and unclean. But here's the bottom line. We don't know. Okay? We can only speculate. But what we can get from the text is that Noah understood and Noah didn't need further instruction. 
or at least further instruction or detail wasn't recorded. Regardless, it's reasonable to look at the instruction for match pairs, if you remember, if you were paying any attention, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 19, that was broad instruction about keeping the species alive. Okay? Uh, and we can look at this, so we can assume or speculate on this. This is a, a more detailed list for provision and what's going to be coming up. Uh, now, probably, you can, you, well, at least milk and eggs. We're not going to eat any of them because that's, that didn't come until chapter 9. Okay, just, just kind of a, 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 a heads up, uh, just spoiler alert. Uh, meat wasn't permitted until chapter 9. Extra birds were sent out to seek out dry land, chapter 8. And clean animals for sacrifice, chapter 8. So on that note, what was clean and unclean for sacrifice? What about that? Well, let me just say, it was more than a Levitical construct. It was a God thing. What's clean and unclean is more than just a Levitical chapter 11 uh, instruction. It was a God thing. There's, there's no need to uh, uh, speculate now in Genesis 7 what, was, what will be called out in detail in Leviticus, Leviticus 11. So I know you're probably thinking, that's wonderful, Pastor Meek, so why are you bringing it up? I bring it up to underscore what we saw in Paul's letter to the Romans. He argued that our right standing with God is beyond adherence to a list of do's and don'ts. Our right standing with God is beyond uh, an adherence, a wooden adherence to a list of do's and don'ts. What are you saying? I'm saying it's relational. Paul said this does not give us license to sin, so I should sin now since I don't have to worry about that. And Paul said, God forbid, don't, don't be an idiot. No, no, no. But just like you could tell a child, sit down, stop moving, and the child may sit down and may stop moving, but in their heart, they're like, they're just as defiant as they ever were. So what did you accomplish? Well, I got them to sit down. What did you accomplish? That's a relational thing, not a hard thing. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing, not a behavioral thing. So God promised that there would come a day when his law would become more than what's written on stone, or paper for that matter, uh, and more than a set of rules to be given lip service to, but it would be written on our hearts. It'd be written in our hearts. But keep in mind, it's still the law. It's still the law. It's our response that's different. So that's enough time on that. Let's, let's just move on to verse 4. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. A lot of people have spent so much time, what's the seven days? How old was Noah? When did the rain start? It's like, that's, that's all wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. 
you know that's not my focus. You, this city church, you ought to know that's not my focus. I like, I like the Tanakh translation of the text much better, and it reads like this. For in seven days' time, I will make it rain upon the earth. Forty days and forty nights. And I will blot out from the earth all existence that I have created. Don't get caught up if these are seven literal days, seven periods of time. The main points are the main points. And there are at least two. At least two. First, God is the one that makes it rain. I know, that's just, that's, that's so profound. <laughs> God is the one that makes it rain. Deists, religious deists believe that there's a God of creation. He sets things in order and then he steps away. And we just kind of figure it out on our own. There's God somewhere out there, but, you know, and eschatologically speaking, he'll pick up the pieces after we've made a total mess of things. And, uh, but in the meantime, good luck. Figure it out on your own. Now I can hear you. You're probably thinking, boy, that's pretty crazy. I would never believe that. I would never believe that. So many of us give verbal assent to acknowledging God. We acknowledge God, but we behave in such a way that we have to figure this thing out all on our own. We live as if he stepped away and it's up to me to make it rain. As one theologian writes, this phrase exemplifies the absolute transcendent character of the one God who is sovereign over all of nature. He predetermines the extent of the flood's duration. See, the confusion, you guys are better than I am, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm talking to me right now. See, the confusion, the doubt comes in when things that happen are unpleasant and can't be explained. So God, so the, the way I can rationalize it in my mind is God is removed from the situation and I've got to figure it out on my own. Got to man up. Be an adult. Deal with the situation. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that why God does what he does is, the, is separate from the certainty and the centrality of God that he loves us and that he is engaged. There's the why, but 
then there's God. Why? God. But, 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 but if we conflate those two, then we'll start to question even God's action in our very lives. Um, that's why I like to read the Psalms in times like this. Thank you, Anne, so much for your prayer as you just repetitively went back to the Psalm, the Psalms to, to remind us of the prayers that have been offered before us a uh, long time ago. Pray the Psalms. Pray Psalm 56, 8. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all of my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. So the second point is wrapped up in the first. He reminds us that he is dealing with his creation, not ours. What does the text say? I will blot out from the earth all existence that I created. I created. It's amazing how often I can uh, look at all that's around me, even who I am, and conclude that it's mine. It's 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 it, 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 it's mine. You know, you see this you see this car here. I bought it. You see the money in my account. I saved for that. You know, it's it's, 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 it's we don't think through that there are a lot of folks that work a, that work a whole lot harder than I do and have a whole lot less to show for it in terms of things that we tend to value. Oh, I earned this. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you did. Uh, and since I've concluded that I'm a self-made individual, I get to decide how my stuff is used. See, that's why... <laughs> just ask Cliff Winston, when he was chair of the advisory council, we passed the little white bucket around once. And I was like, we're not doing that ever again. Ever again. Pastor, but we won't get this. Like, there's a silver box. You know what to do with it. You're an adult. If you don't, that's between you and God, okay? That's between you and God. There's the box. You know what to do. Deal with it. You want to be an adult? Be an adult. See, it's not even a fair comparison, but it would be like a child putting down terms and conditions to their parent. No, no, no. This is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Who's, who's, who? I'm the daddy. I'm the mama. What, 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 what? Oh, but we don't have that problem with God. We just do it. We, we just do it. We just like, oh, I'm doing this. And then back into an apologetic to God. Well, God bless my mess that I've already, I've, I've, I've chosen to do this. So now I need you to co-sign on my crap. See, we need to recognize God is who he is. And because of who he is, he has privilege and he has authority. Uh, I'm going to make it rain. And I'm going to blot out. This is what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? As God said through the prophet Isaiah, what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? 
Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it saying, Stop! You're doing it wrong! Does the pot exclaim, How clumsy can you be? How terrible it would be if a newborn baby said to its father, Why was I born? Or if it said to its mother, Why did you make me this way? I'm closing. See, the text would be humorous if it weren't so true. If it didn't hit home. And if you don't see yourself in that text, you're deceiving yourself. You're lying to yourself. Because any person that's ever been born, at some point have questioned, why was I born? Why do I have to endure such pain? Why do I have to go through all of this? Uh, it's a never-ending struggle of submitting to the sovereignty of God and the desire to be as that, that horrible uh, little ditty goes, the, the master of our fate, the captain of our soul. We like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the cat. Yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, right. For in seven days' time, I will make it rain upon the earth. Forty days, forty nights. And I will blot out from the earth all existence that I created. I will make it rain. I will blot out. See, this is God, not in theory, but lived out. But I must admit, the older I get, the more I swirls around. Daniel, it's, 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 it's in me. The, the, the thinking of the, the reality of God, the eternal, and the power of God, the authority. God that exists, real authority, control over me. I said I'm closing. Make it rain has a completely different meaning and context then and now. Well, Keith, you could probably tell me, was it 2006? That it was Fat Joe and, and Lil Wayne? Make it rain. Sitting up in a club. Strip, strip club. Make it rain. We're, we're just a little more sophisticated than that. If we're not careful, We'll take on that. We will embrace that. We'll dance to that. And we'll, we'll, we'll consume that. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a little naughty, but what's wrong with that? I'm, I'm making it rain. The response to this in 2006 or 5 or whatever uh, to... What is written in Genesis 7 couldn't be more stark. 
couldn't be more different. Uh, I'm making it rain. I, I hear you, Pastor Meeks. I hear you. It's not that serious. It's more serious than what I'm saying. Because if we're not careful, we take on that aroma of the world instead of the world taking on our aroma. So I'll ask you the simple question again. It's not rhetorical. What does it mean to be a part of a community of faith? You heard the kings just articulate in their, in their way. This is what it means to be a part of a community of faith. Well, let me push us one, one step further. What or who makes it rain in your life? Who makes it rain in your life? It's not rhetorical. I'm asking a dead serious question. Who makes it rain in your life? You? You? You get a degree? You get a job? You get money? You make it rain? You make it rain? Is it you? Is it me? Who makes it rain in your life? Answer that question, and that will determine how you live your life. Answer that question, and it will determine, it will shape how Mark responds to life's tragedy. I didn't make it rain. The rain fell. There's relief in that. I didn't cause it to rain. He caused it to rain. He'll cause it to stop. If he wants, he'll send an art. But even if he slays me, what you gonna do? Are we gonna constantly fight? No, no, no. See, that's that's I'm done. I, I am done. I I I am done. I just, it, okay, where did Josh go? It, it, not, not, it wasn't Barry Manilow, it was Barry White. Okay. <laughs> he sang a song that has great application as he was trying to swoon his lover. You're my first. <laughs> I wish I loved God that much. my last you're my the day you step in to that space then you will experience the fullness of the blessing Hallelujah.
have to go home. Let's stand. Amen. 